0: activist radio is on the air you've tuned into the mark harrington show sponsored by created equal time is running out for our nation i beg of you you need to stand against the evil that's plaguing our nation If you don't like abortion don't have one the only thing that can be said to be
1: objective truth is that there is no objective truth like you kill a baby fetus the same
0: thing as killing any old inanimate object I would argue that we certainly are not all created equal. Mark is training a new generation of leaders. To take on the culture of death and win. You, 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 you young people, it's your movement now. It's not your parents anymore. The blood that is shed cries out to God from the ground for justice. And now, here's Mark. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. Uh, My name is Mark Harrington, and you're tuned in to the Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more about us by going to MarkHarrington.org. We're also broadcast live over terrestrial radio at WRFD. That's AM 880 in the Columbus, Ohio area, and also in Cincinnati at WCVX. That's 1160 AM on Saturdays. You can pick us up on my podcast on Podbeam, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and other things as well as my Facebook pages and Created Equals Facebook page. Today we're going to be talking about born-alive victims, born-alive victims. Uh, Recently, President Trump signed an executive order to protect born-alive victims. Uh, This has been uh, also an issue that's been uh, we've been attempting to get through the United States uh, United States Congress. Uh, currently, the Democrats will not bring this up for a vote in the U.S. House of Representatives to protect born alive infants that are born after failed abortions. Uh, we're not going to be talking about the failed abortions part today, but we are going to be talking about a story that came out of Columbus, Ohio, my hometown here. Started in 2017 with Amanda Frenifrock and she has joined us. Amanda, thanks for being on the program.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So Amanda, I, I think some of you, our, our listeners, our viewers may have heard about your story. Of course, we helped break it when you were able to video um, the the situation in the hospital when you gave birth to twins in 2017. So some people might be somewhat available uh, or, uh, uh, or know about the the situation because of uh, some of the social media that we've put out over the years. But if you would take us from the start, <clears throat> 2017, you're pregnant, you go to Riverside Hospital with premature twins. What happens?
1: Well, they um, immediately put me in a triage room, did an internal ultrasound, ultrasound and i remember asking the lady if they were okay um and she told me they were fine they were perfect um and then she told me to grab my husband's hand because they were going to die
0: hmm. um, so you went i mean the babies were t- was 22 weeks five was it five days
1: they were born at 22 weeks and five days however i was admitted at 22 weeks and two days
0: okay so these are premature children. I mean, these children can live outside the womb with the current, with the with the proper type of prenatal care. Right. Uh, I know this is a hugely difficult situation for you, and you've been grieving over the years uh, for the loss of your two uh, children. But for the sake of uh, the program and and making sure that people understand what happened, you were able to videotape this at the time. Uh, we want to play this. We're going to play this first clip, and this is where the babies are born uh, prematurely, and you're begging with the hospital staff, nurses, and the doctors to save their lives. Go ahead and play this clip. He's moving.
1: You guys are going to save him, right? Promise me, they're you're gonna,
0: gonna
1: save them. Look at him, baby. Uh,
0: look at them, baby. Yeah, like um. in the NHL, okay. please right. save them. Well, there you go. You can find this video, folks, if you're interested, by going to our Facebook page at Created Equal. We have this video. Unfortunately, we also had it on. Uh, we had it on YouTube up until about two weeks ago when they took it down. Uh, we believe that they took it down because they, and we're going to get to this because HHS has been investigating Riverside Hospital. We immediately moved the video to River to, to uh, Vimeo and within days it was taken down from there. So now we have it listed on parlor. Uh, and so you can you can pick it up on our Facebook page or on parlor. You can watch the video if you wish. Amanda, okay, so you' you're in the hospital the babies are born prematurely, you have every expectation as you should that in a hospital of all places, of course, they're going to try to save the children. Right. You're begging for their lives. Um, let me ask you this, and this is maybe outside of the conversation maybe, but why did you film it? You were, were you concerned that they weren't going to do what you wished or you were just wanted to capture the birth of your children?
1: Both. Um. I, yeah, I had a feeling they weren't going to based on well, that,
0: that was a smart thing to do.
1: <laughs> um, and then, you know, I wanted something of them. I knew mm-hmm. more than likely I, I wouldn't have them.
0: Well, you were smart to do that because without video, we know in this day, day and age, without video, sometimes people think it just didn't happen. They don't believe anybody. So the babies are born 22. Folks, if you watch this video, we document everything. We document everything. Uh, The children were left to die. Let's talk about the first child. Um, What was what was his name? Emery. And how long did Emery live? Forty five minutes. Forty five minutes. Yes, so for 45 minutes, this child is, is with you. You're begging them to save the child's life. What do the hospital staff say to you during this time?
1: They told me, no, he wasn't viable. Um, actually, when he was born, there was a nurse sitting at the computer. So um, my mom had witnessed him fall to the edge of the table And he was alive in his sack. And I just remember her screaming like, hello, we have a live baby here. Why is this? There's no sense of urgency between anybody. Um, And that clip right there um, was taken about 10 minutes after he was born. And you can tell that still nobody was in the room assessing his needs.
0: Unbelievable. So your mother was with you. Uh, So Emery lived 45 minutes. Uh, If you would, Mr. Producer, go ahead and um, cue up this next clip. I know the audio is hard to follow because of the background noise and it was done on your phone. But this is the clip where you are telling um, Elliot, the second child, that you tried. Go ahead and play that. He's crying. He's crying. What if I could all right you can end it there so emory lives 45 minutes and then elliot comes too. how long did elliot live
1: two and a half hours
0: i mean folks I, it's just beyond belief when we first saw these videos that amanda sent to us uh, obviously, we all broke down in tears, and I don't. I don't. I mean, they, we didn't. We're not the parent of these children, Um, and we just had to do what we could. So that's why we put the video together, got it out on social media. It's been three years now, three years, and no justice has been brought to the to Riverside Hospital as of as of now. Um. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been done as of yet. Um, so these two children, uh, Emery and Elliot. Emery living forty-five minutes. Elliot living two two and a half hours. I just can't imagine you going through this. Um, how are you doing? Oh, it's hard to
1: watch that. I tried to not watch those. Um, mm-hmm. We're still grieving. I mean, this is yeah. not. And you walk away from unscathed. Um, the way they handled it was just terrible. And, you know, we feel let down by our own government, even. Yeah. Um, by the justice system, that there were literally nothing protecting us or my children from that kind of treatment. And it disturbs us that the only time they had on this earth was suffering, pain, and you no sense be- about their own human life. It's
0: yeah, well, let's talk about that since the video was created and put on social media and people have learned about your story. You have attempted, along with the help of several non-profit pro bono uh, legal organizations, to try to bring justice to both uh, Emory and Elliot. Take us through that. Where, where did you go first with the help of these organizations?
1: Uh, we tried different, different legal firms to see what we could do there. Um, there just wasn't anything at that point in time we could do. So... Then we had tried to file a complaint with the hospital. And yeah. I mean, you guys heard that complaint. They considered it closed. Yeah. They didn't really care. Um, And then I went to you guys.
0: Which is amazing. Now, we actually had audio of that. It, was there some kind of a voicemail recording that, that said that they, you considered? Because there was a complaint filed, and then the hospital came back with their findings, findings, and they said, Case closed we find nothing wrong here we followed the protocol mm-hmm. yeah and what is the protocol for the for the hospital supposedly
1: well we, we won't know will we um, I know the no. Federalists did an interview with them they interviewed they tried to interview Riverside themselves and it came out today this um, article and Riverside still refuses to let anybody know their policies. And these are important things. Futility policies are not being presented to these parents prior to admission. So once you're admitted, you're stuck there and you have no idea what you're in for or what their life and death policies are towards not only you, but your children.
0: Well, and you know, I guess most people would probably think, well, then maybe they have to have a cutoff where they don't believe the babies are going to be uh, can survive if they're born alive under a certain age. Uh, you know, we call it viability. But mm-hmm. these children were born at 22 weeks and five days. Uh, mm-hmm. Children live routinely nowadays at that stage. There's no reason that, the, that the, whether they had this policy or not, To me, here's the thing. We're human beings. This is about humanity. Uh, We don't stick to the cold and fast rules or regulations when there's a human life right in front of us and we don't do anything to save them. That's what I can't imagine being one of those people in the room and not just screaming and saying we've got to do something and breaking whatever rule they had. To take care of those children, where is the humanity in all of this?
1: Well, how do you not even go in there and assess their needs? It's the only time you come in there is to simply check their heart and call time of death,
0: right? And you... allow them to die. There's no attempt to to comfort, no, take care of them
1: at all to see if they're even able.
0: Right, I mean,
1: that's insane to me.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, unfortunately, I think this probably happens. Uh, more than we know. In fact, since your case, there's been several that have come out, similar type mm-hmm. of cases that have been have made news. Uh, so the the, the the hospital still maintains that the case is closed. They did everything they were supposed to do. They followed protocol. Uh, bring us up to speed, though, because just recently, obviously, this has come to light because of President Trump's uh, executive order that he handed down a couple of weeks ago.
1: Right, so I mean, this has been brought to the attention of our federal government. Um, I think that's one of the reasons he even implemented that executive
0: order. Um, so you f- did you file a complaint with HHS? Is that how it started? I
1: did, and then um, after I did, I also filed complaints on behalf of several other parents who have been through
0: what other I've been parents
1: through, to okay. make them aware of what is happening. <clears throat> Um, and then they, um, we saw so they- that
0: resulted in the executive order and then HHS came out with their directive. And what is their directive?
1: Um, and they are going to investigate Riverside, um, because. Imtala, they believe was violated, which is the emergency medical labor and treatment act. Um, okay. Which requires screening, transfers, all those things I was denied, um, especially since they are receiving federal funding from the government. Um,
0: so they've already, f- from, from HHS's point of view, they've already violated federal law. HHS okay. is investigating this. Thank God for the Trump administration. Folks, yes. this is why I, le- I hate to get onto pol- politics. This is why elections matter. I mean, they do. If this was a controlled by Democrats, the HHS and the the administration, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't. You would never hear a word from them. Um, the fact that they're investigating uh, uh, Riverside Hospital is a good thing. Better late than never. I mean, it's been three years. You've had to put up with this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they can bring this to a head and bring justice to the to your twins.
1: Yes, and we are also currently working on legislation here with the state senator um, called okay. Emory and Elliot's Law and it's basically no denial of treatments. Um, it discusses what's it t- called again? Emory and Elliot's Law. That's
0: Emory and Elliot's Law. Who who's the is it a senator? You uh, a state senator here in Ohio?
1: State Senator here in Ohio, yes.
0: And what's his name or her name?
1: Um I don't know if he's ready for me to release that yet. All right,
0: that's <laughs> fine. All right. Good enough. So, I mean, you're trying to get something done at the state level, so this will never happen again to another parent. HHS is investigating it. You know, it's interesting that, uh, and it's not a coincidence, that when the executive order was handed down by President Trump and signed, and then when HHS issued their letter directing hospitals to take care of uh, children like Emery and Elliot, uh, that immediately our YouTube video, the video that, you're watching now was taken down. Yep. Uh, we don't, of course. YouTube doesn't tell you why. We understand that's their game, right? They just take it down, and they don't tell us why. But we believe that uh, I, that, that Riverside Hospital is the one that's told them to do that. Um, so that came down. We put it on Vimeo. Same thing ha- happened. But at least Vimeo gave us some reason. They say it violated quote community standards unquote. Uh, And they said that uh, you cannot upload videos that are hateful, defamatory, or discriminatory. Um, (laughs) Community standards, Uh, the community standard that should have been upheld was we save children that are born prematurely. That's what we do in hospitals. (laughs) That's the standard that should be upheld. Uh, They may see this from a legal point of view, I guess, the uh, Riverside Hospital may see it as defamatory. Well, you know what? It's a video.
1: It's a fact. It's a
0: fact. It's so true. Yeah. There's no way to deny it.
1: On their hips doing absolutely nothing to help them.
0: You know. Exactly. There's nothing defamatory about it. I mean, the video, all of the documentation, uh, you know, you have done your due diligence to try to bring this to the attention of the people that should have taken action uh, at the time and now uh, afterwards. And to date, we have gotten nothing from uh, from Riverside Hospital. However, you did say that because of this article that was put out in the fe- Federalists who called Ohio Hell, supposedly they say they're complying. Do you have any idea what that means?
1: I I don't. I mean, it probably means they want they intend to comply with their terms, um, which they don't really have a choice, or they're gonna lose federal.
0: Wow. So, <laughs> right. So the HHS is invested. They're the big dogs, you know. <laughs> you know they're the
1: Roger Severino, their director, Trump's watchdog. I mean, that's what they call him in the media. So,
0: mm-hmm. well, I mean, they're they're like I say, they're the heavy hitter. Once the HHS gets involved, I think you're going to see some justice brought to your children here. Um, the findings will be the investigation will be very damning for them. I'm sure. Uh, there's really no way around it. And hopefully this will never happen again. Um, with the time we have left, uh, Amanda, I know that you, um, you know, it's been a long, long road. Uh, it's been three years now, no justice for them. Uh, you were able to to bury the children. Was that correct? Yes. Uh, so you've been able to, go through some kind of grieving process, how, how I asked you this earlier, but how are you doing and how do you believe this will come? How, how are you going to come and, and get closure over all of this? I'm sure it has something to do with bringing justice to them, but.
1: Well, it's hmm. not just them. I mean, I didn't realize how often this happens. I mean, statistically mm-hmm. it happens to 40 babies a day in the United States. Wow. I mean, it's a silent genocide. And it's Mm -hmm. terrible. Um, So I believe that, I mean, I can't bring them back, right? So all I can do is help others with the knowledge I've been given um, Mm -hmm. and continue to seek justice for my sons, which I think we're starting to see. And I'm pretty sure they're going to uncover some things that I didn't even know happened that day. So...
0: Well, we can only hope that Emory and Elliot did not die in vain and that uh, their deaths will bring about changes in the law Mm -hmm. and that this will never happen again. And these hospitals be held accountable for uh, their negligence. It wasn't negligence. To me, that was just like overt, you know, just allowing these children to die as beyond belief as a human being that we would allow this to happen. You know, not to get off onto this, but, uh, you know, this is all part of the abortion culture, folks. I mean, this is really what it's about, that the children are commodities. They aren't really children um, up until a certain point. And uh, in, in, in many believe that, you know, they're not even children up to birth. And then we have late-term abortions around the country. Children that are in the same age as Emory and Elliot are being killed in abortion centers all across America. They're also dying in hospitals um, because... People just don't think they're viable, so-called viable. But this is part of a culture that's very cold-hearted and doesn't care about the weakest among us. Amanda, I thank you for being on the program. I know this is a difficult thing to to talk about. We appreciate your courage, your willingness to to take this head-on and um, and speak and, and tell your story to America. Uh, we do pray that uh, justice will come to Emory and Elliot and that you can um, get past this and that healing will come to you um, sometime soon. So thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Amanda Friend of Rock has been my guest today. Amanda, thank you again for being on the program. It a really difficult thing for, that she's been going through, Lord, uh, people. We, we ask that you would be praying for Amanda uh, that she would uh, get justice. The main thing is that she would get justice. We pray that the hospital here in Ohio would um, admit they're wrong. Uh, we also pray that there's any way to get legal damages, that that would also take place to try to compensate Amanda for the emotional torment that she's had to go through for the last three years, the loss of her children. So folks, be praying for Amanda, pray for her and her family, that they could get healing over this, and also pray for the HHS investigation here in Ohio and the legislation that is going to be introduced here in Ohio that would deal with this once and for all, and that this would never, ever happen again to children that are born prematurely uh, anywhere in the United States. So thanks for joining us, folks. It's, we're getting close to election day, so I exhort you to get out and vote, especially if you're in a key battleground. Uh, your vote matters uh, big time. I mean, this is a huge election that we're facing, probably one that will, you know, is probably one of the biggest that I've ever faced in my lifetime. The stakes are higher than ever. Things like this, when people th- say that elections have consequences, they do. If it weren't for Donald Trump, this HHS would not be investigating Riverside. Uh, the Democrats don't care about unborn children. They don't even care about born children uh, that are born prematurely. They believe that abortion should be legal up until the very time of birth. So, folks, please be in prayer for Amanda as she seeks healing and also justice for her two children. And also get out and vote is uh, before Election Day on November 3rd. Uh, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to your radioactives here on The Mark Harrington Show. You can find out more by going to markharrington.org or you can pick us up on YouTube or my Facebook pages. I am the president of Created Equal. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to become a witness, against the evil, evil plague in America. Call Created Equal at 614-269-7808. That's 614-269-7808. Or go online to createdequal.net. createdequal.net. Be sure to tune to the Mark Harrington Show next time for your marching orders in the culture war.